Are you Are you recording? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um are you drinking? Oh yeah. Are okay, you? Cool. Yeah, let's okay, do it. Perfect. Listen, I'm I'm on two hours of sleep and a cold brew and a half. Bam. And bourbon for breakfast i'm all about it (laughs) (laughs) i was telling people i'm like i'm doing the first episode of the podcast we got a uh we got a good whiskey and we're recording at 10 30 in the morning and it's gonna be fantastic that's what we do cheers bud cheers thank Thank, you for being here thank you for having me i'm so excited so excited i'm really excited um so real quick i just i want to know why you chose the double oaked woodford um there's a uh there's no significance Okay. Um, I just kind of like cycle through different bourbons I like, and I'm a creature of habit. Um, so my my main favorites are Widow Jane. Love Widow um, Jane. Woodford, Double yeah. Oaked. Um, it's been gifted to me a couple of times. Um, and then, you know, Bullet and Makers, I kind of like fall back on. Um, but when you had asked me, you know, what I wanted to drink, I didn't want to be presumptuous and pretentious and be like give me a bottle of widow jane right you know um i was like woodford double oak is a good like it's 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 not just woodford it's you know there's, there's a bit more to it it's it's slightly higher end in my opinion um but it doesn't break the bank and it's yeah. like easy to sip on easy to drink it's just one of those like really easy bourbons it's, um, it's not awkward when you ask like hey i yeah. know you're doing all of this and you're right. buying this right. that i can drink but that's a good price. Right. That's a good price so point. I'm going to take a Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> I would love to. I So I go across the street to a spot called Uptown, Burg- Uptown Bourbon, and that's the first plug of this show ever. Ooh, um, <laughs> sponsored. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me it's not even, and I'm sure you already know this, it's not even about the price point because Pappy isn't super expensive by the bottle, but mm. Buffalo Trace requires you to buy X amount of their other products. Oh. To even become eligible to buy a bottle or a case of Pappy. That makes sense. I doubt it's a case. It's probably just a bottle. Yeah. But like fancy packaging and and, and display and yeah. all that stuff. But I remember you weren't there. We were at a bar near work and the guy, the manager was like, yeah, we price all of our bottles so that we make it back in X amount of drinks and then the rest is profit, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't know very much. But we were pricing Pappy at $18 a glass. Wow. Because it's not that expensive, but Buffalo Trace makes you buy all the other stuff to get it, so it's exclusive. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? And when did you change it? He's like, last week. And I'm like, (laughs) I am in here right now wanting a $17 glass of Pappy, and you're telling me I missed it by about seven days. And he's like, that's right. Damn. So I don't go there anymore. (laughs) It's like that venue that is just out of off out of the question. I mean, you know, you have to set your boundaries. I think paying fair market price for something in a restaurant is my boundary. I I want deals. I want discounts. I want. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, being in this industry, I I tell people I rarely go to a place where I don't know someone. You know what? Same. And it's because New York is so expensive. You need to go where the deals are. You need to go where, you know, if you're going to have three or four drinks, they're going to buy you one. Even if it means that you tip back most of that, you're still saving some. And, you know, if you're in a, I mean, we did it last night. We went to a place where someone knew someone and they hooked Mm -hmm. us up with the menu and they hooked us up with the bottle. And 
it's it's I think it's just commonplace. Yeah, I think it's also like that that cheers element where it's like where everybody knows your name. It's yeah. It's nice to go into a place where and we've had these conversations before about the 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 venues that you and I've worked at. Um where it's it's weird to us when we see people that come there all the time. Um but we have the people that we see every once in a while that we know and that we take care of. And on the other side where we go out it's you know, we can be creatures of habit and we don't want to be, um, this is going to sound, this is a safe space. Uh, we don't, we don't want to be around the, the regular people, right? Like there's, there's a certain, yeah. there's a certain, there's a certain standard that we have for the, the, the type of environments that we want to be around. And like the regular people, it sounds pretentious. Like that's not, that's actually not at all what I mean. Um, but like we like certain environments, we like certain venues, we like um, our cocktails a certain way. We get pickier as we get older, mm-hmm. um, and we get a bit more selective about the environments that we want to be in, um, and that kind of leads you to finding the places that you feel most at home, most comfortable, um, where you don't feel like you're that you can go at any point and you'll be welcome, um, but it's not a burden and you're not like there all the time it's just it's a, it's a treat it it's nice it's family it's friends yeah for me there's there's pretty specific criteria and i think the biggest one is i need it to not be busy mm-hmm. and that's and that gets difficult on like a friday saturday like i want to go somewhere where i can just sit down and relax and it's not busy and it's friday night in new york city where am i going to find that yeah exactly. unless i'm going to a place that's just not good right so that's that's always a, a fun little challenge for myself, but you know, there's, there's, I found the spots and you know, unfortunately some of them are where I used to live in Bushwick. Uh, I used to stop by this place called birdies almost every night on my way home for, they had a uh, draft Miller high life Ooh. for $3. Yeah. And I would go in with a $5 bill mm-hmm. and you know, $3 beer, $2 tip. And then out the door, just one, cause it was right across the street from where I lived. And it was just, it was perfect. And it was like this nice little ritual, like right before bed. Um, But yeah, it's, it breaks my heart that it's so far away (laughs) because now I'm all the way up in the Heights and I'm not going all the way to Bushwick for a $3 high life to then take a either $50 Uber or hour and a half train ride home. For sure. That's, that's the tough part when you, when you live in an area for so long or or you're so used to going to a neighborhood and then it's New York city, you're, you're subject to what's closest to you yeah uh and you're not going to travel or or go too far if it's not like almost worth it um and that's the the downside of when you move to a new neighborhood it's like oh man i really miss my old stomping grounds and i really want to go to this place and it's just so far and and i don't know what's in the neighborhood and now i have to make new friends and i have to find something that's that's comparable to what i i'm used to yeah uh, where I feel again welcome and at home, and and I could just kind of like be myself, and I'm I'm not, um, we're not around the people that we we tend to serve and work with, um, because I think that in hospitality, especially you and I work in such high volume establishments, uh, that separation is important. So to to clarify, I you know I misspoke when I said regular people because like, we're all regular <laughs> people, and like want to yeah, walk that yeah back. I want to walk back that back. It's just, Normies, <laughs> the normies, the lay people. I can't, it, can't, it came out of my mouth. And I was like, "God, Tim, you're such an asshole." Take it five, back. Five minutes in, five you're minutes already in, you're always canceled. 
Um, no, but I, you know, we all have our our preferences, and I think again, we 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 such high volume places can be so stressful. Anytime I'm in one, and I actually have a story for that, but anytime I'm in one, I look at the bartender. I'm like, I'd rather be there, mm. which is a wild thing to think on a night off because no one. Like, let's say you got like a corporate America job or an office job or something. No one on their Friday night thinks, I'd rather be in the office, you know? And it's such a, it's such an interesting, like I can be out with my friends Mm -hmm. and I would, and part of me is still like, it's better back there. Yeah. And that's, I think that's just, oh, there's space back there. You can, there's room to move. It's a comfort zone. Yeah. It's a comfort zone. I was at a spot called Pioneers downtown, uh, like 23rd 25th street and i was there this was a long time ago it was back when i was working at the steakhouse and it was someone's birthday and a bunch of us went and i remember i just started getting dizzy and sick to my stomach and i i stepped outside and it's because it was so packed in there that i i don't know if it was an anxiety attack or if it, if my anxiety was just up, like just below an attack level or anything. But I literally, I stepped outside and I'm like, I can't go back in there. Yeah. I, I think there's also a level of comfort. Like yeah. I, because as you know, the last few months I've, I've gone back into management, but over the last decade between management jobs, I've been bartending on top of my, my fitness and coaching and all that. Um, and I'm right there with you. Like, being behind the bar is is a safe haven. Mm-hmm. It is so comfortable. It's it's your own little bubble. You're 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 with people that you trust. It, it really is a safe space. Yeah. Um, and it does create that separation of like liter- literally two to three feet of like, you know, don't don't cross this boundary. Yeah. And like if you cross this boundary, then we have a problem. Um, and going back to going to places that people know you, there's this level of comfort where. I feel very uncomfortable if I go to, especially a busy bar where I don't know anybody because I oh, feel yeah. like I'm in the way. I feel like th- there's nowhere to stand. There's nowhere to sit. I'm very, as we all are in hospitality, we're very cognizant of, of how we're moving and, and making sure that hyper aware, hyper aware, almost yeah. like making ourselves smaller so that people can navigate around us. And I think that that can detract from our experience and enjoyment of going out because we're not in our safe space and there is no safe space established where even this, the sense of like eye contact with a bartender that, you know, and someone kind of going, are you good? Do you, mm-hmm. you know, can I help navigate you to a place where you feel a bit more comfortable? Um, and in hospitality, it's almost, it's this weird, like if I don't have that, that, that crutch, not crutch, but like if I don't have that space to lean into, then I don't know if I can, Right. Like go here. It's not I don't worth know. It. It's not worth it. Like I don't want to be in this environment. Yeah, that makes total sense. I wanna I wanna switch gears a little bit because you already kind of planted the seed about the whole fitness thing. Yeah, man. Uh, you woke up at what time this morning? Uh, I woke up at seven, so it's not. And then it's and, not the earliest. Right. And then you went and taught a, a fitness class. I did. And then you. And then I worked out on your own. Yeah. And now you're here drinking whiskey. 1,000%. That's fantastic. That's the best part of my day. That's the, I, 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 I hope so. Um, so you work, you manage mm-hmm. a bar, yeah. which keeps you up late night. It does. And then you wake up and you teach these classes. I do. When do you sleep? Uh, whenever I can. Right. <laughs> so where this is, this is, consider like, this a nightcap for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'm working this evening. The schedule uh, and you know, we've been friends for a while now and, and, you know, we've worked together. 
uh, we, we know people from different venues and we know that the boundaries within hospitality can be crossed uh, a lot because hospitality takes a lot out of you. Um, one of the reasons I left management to begin with uh, was to focus on my fitness career about 10 years ago. Um, and it, it, re- it was, it's just a passion of mine. It, it started off before I'd ever gone to therapy. It was my therapy. Um, and I always found that regardless of what I had going on, whether I was behind the bar, whether I was managing the floor, like I always had time and energy for a workout to, to really focus on myself. Um, and over the last you know, 10 years, I've really kind of honed that energy into how can I give back to others and how can I share this experience? And that's really been my drive in getting to, into group fitness and personal training. And, um, you know, at this point I've worked with celebrity trainers. Uh, if, if you're, if you know of Sean T or Tony Horton, P90X and, and Insanity, like that's how I got my start. I'm, I started doing those videos at home and, and again, you know, in my, my darkest moments when I was exhausted, I would throw these DVDs on and, and, and channel my inner Sean team yeah. and work out alongside them. Um, and that, that led me to, you know, creating an opportunity to work alongside these, these celebrity trainers and, and get trained by them and, you know, funnel that into finding my own style of teaching and coaching um, up until this point where I've, I've been able to balance hospitality and fitness, sometimes unsuccessfully, sometimes successfully. We're, we're never always successful. It's true. It's, it's more, it's just a growth. Yeah. It's, it's more about the growth than anything else. It's, it's, I like to think about like balance. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations obviously off the mic about, you know, work-life balance and, and kind of what that looks like, what that entails, what that means as we grow older and our priorities shift. Um, but it's gotten to a point now where, you know, now that I'm back in management because I've, I've created and, and fine-tuned and honed my expertise within fitness, I'm now able to balance the, both. That because it's such a passion of mine, even if I work late, like I have the energy. If I don't have the energy for anything else, I have the energy to get up because I know that there are people relying on me for me to show up for them because they're showing up for me. And it's also this, it's a community, you know, so I, I get in, I get in a room with 30 plus people and they're ready to kick ass and crush it. And that, like, it doesn't matter how much sleep I have or have not gotten. Perfect example is this morning. I, I closed the restaurant. I was out at 2 AM. I didn't get to bed till four just cause you have to life, decompress yeah. and life and, and you eat and you, you chill out and, and, shower and then that wakes you up exactly wake again and you know you have another espresso right (laughs) (laughs) um i didn't but sometimes uh and then i woke up at seven in the morning and like i'm exhausted but then i get there and i get into the room and and i'm i'm on and i'm in it and you know it's also filling my day with things that excite me this this is exciting for me i'm i'm so happy to to sit down with you in this space and and have this conversation um, and it, it carries me through my day. It's something to look forward to. It's like, I have my class to look forward to. And, and then I have enough energy from that to, to go into a workout. And then I'm going to sit down with Justin and I'm going to work with a client later. And I'm, and it's, it's the giving back somehow just, just, I'm able to pull from reserves that, you know, I don't have access to if I'm doing something I'm not excited about. That's, that's super impressive. And 
like it it makes sense when when you know you know i've i've been in therapy i think now for a year and a half and i do my own readings on the side and they say you know one of the best ways to make yourself happier is to be of service to others mm-hmm. and so you know you don't you work on yourself and you work on you know a sleep schedule and clean house and et cetera, and all of that stuff that we already know but i think the biggest thing that i took away was you are of service to others you make other people happy you make other people's lives easier that is one of the more rewarding things that you can do and that enhances your own life and then you're it's like you're putting good out and then you know karma exists in so many different forms and ideologies and all of that but that's like a karma of sorts where it's like hey i'm putting good out great you're gonna get some good feelings right back yeah even in this case it's like you're you're not really putting energy out mm-hmm. in the morning after two hours of sleep, but maybe you did before, and now you've got 30 people who are amped up, and now they're going to give you that energy that you yeah. need after two hours of sleep. Yeah. And I, I don't, <laughs> I'm always very tired. <laughs> and, 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 but I, I, I always do the thing, and I, you know, I drink a lot of coffee, and I do. Don't we all? And but the idea of having thirty some students of mine, which I've never had, I've never had students, mm-hmm. uh, having thirty or some students of mine get me excited is like a dream. Yeah, it's it's wild, and and, and you do it. How many classes a week? Uh, I teach eight classes a week. Eight classes. Yeah. Eight <laughs> classes That's, a week. And and listen, I I have worked with instructors who teach thirty plus classes a week, and I. I, I know a couple of them. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I refuse. I don't know how they do it. Even yeah. when I was only doing fitness, I refused because at at one point it becomes. This goes back to the, the balance thing. At one, at one point, it becomes the passion is sucked out of you. Like at yeah. that point, you're just like, I, it's just a numbers game. I'm teaching thirty classes, you know, a week times X amount of money per hour because I'm trying to pay my bills and 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 that's not fun. Yeah, uh, which is why. I've I found this weird success with you know the two ends of the spectrum of fitness and and a healthy lifestyle and and everything that that goes along with that and funny enough nightlife and hospitality and 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 everything that goes with that and it's two very odd ends of the spectrum and and there aren't many people that can do it and I I I try not to talking about therapy and work in progress, like I, I really try not, I try to take the I out of the conversation. Um, what do you mean by that? I, I don't, I don't like giving myself the credit because I feel like that, that acknowledgement, this is something I could always unpack in, in therapy as well as, is I feel like that acknowledgement um, is, is self-serving where it's like suddenly there's a fine line of like, I can do this, so I'm I'm the shit. Like I'm I'm the guy, and everyone's like, uh, like I'm so cool. So it's not about giving yourself credit; it's about not inflating your yeah, ego. Yeah. You don't let it inflate your right. ego. And I'm I'm very aware of that, and like I really try, I really try hard to stay away from that because it's not that it, it's a a character trait that comes out, um, but it's a character trait that I don't want to feed. Um, so there are a lot of times that like I I won't talk about my accomplishments. I won't really give myself credit for, you know, not sleeping 
a lot in teaching 30 plus students and I, I can be kind of blase about it or dismissive because I, you know, I, I'm a very sensitive person and, and I, I don't want people to look at me and go, oh, well, he's just so full of himself, which is, right. which, which feeds into, you know, this negative positive cycle of I'm not full of myself. So I'm going to continue giving back because that's, that's what I need. The recognition comes from how have I made an impact? You know, what, what have I done? And, and I get joy out of people coming up to me going, Oh my God, you, you made my day. Your classes are great. I, I've, I've lost X amount of pounds and, and I feel better and I'm moving better and I'm so grateful. And, and I see those impacts and that really, really sits with me and, and hits me. But I have a hard time like going, yes, this person came up to me today and, and they told me this and it was amazing. Yeah. You know, do you allow yourself to enjoy those moments though? Cause because there, there is going too far and being like, yeah, you got it, like, and yeah. and being a little dismissive, like, do you do you sit in it at least when it's happening and be like, I did something pretty cool and I helped this person feel better about yeah. themselves and I, that's pretty cool. I do. I'm not gonna let it get it. I'm not gonna let it get to me, but it is pretty. Cool I do. For like a moment. It's it's been a work in progress for sure. Um, I think this year in particular. Or, or the last 12 months coming out of the pandemic, I've really been uh, focused on being more present um, and, and being even more grateful than I was. Um, and, and some of that you know, has to do with when someone comes up to me and they go, hey, this is the impact you've had on me. Like really internalizing that because, you know, the trainers I've worked with in the past, when I was first getting started, they would always say, if I change one person's life, that's all that matters. Um, and for the longest, you know, trying to emulate these, these trainers, I didn't really feel like I was making the impact. Um, and it's kind of gotten to a, to a point where I finally feel comfortable to be myself in these spaces. Um, and I think that that's what really drives my success at this point where it's like, there's, you know, if I continue to strip away the ego and I continue to just kind of be my most vulnerable self, it, it allows me. I feel like I'm giving myself permission to go, oh, oh, this is, I am actually doing this. Oh, I am like, because I'm leading with my heart now. I'm mm-hmm. not leading with this, this shell that we, we kind of all wear, especially in our early 20s, and especially as men, Yeah, where it's like, I have to be this, and I have to showcase that, and I have to meet whatever standards are set by others. Um, and I think that, at least in our circle, um, a lot of the guys that are that are in my life have gone through this metamorphosis where they they've stripped off that shell of ego, and it allows them to kind of in a in a non narcissistic, non ego driven way, you know, be grateful and and kind of look at their accomplishments and go, yeah, yeah, I did that, yeah, and like that's really really cool. So that's been a struggle. It's been a struggle for me. It's, it's been especially the last year, like focusing on being more vulnerable and focusing on on giving myself credit where credit is due uh, while separating, you know, the part of me that I'm scared of people seeing as, oh, he's just so full of himself. I think that's, it's a, it's a really good point. And I think we just carry around my, my old acting teacher used to call it stuff, young guy stuff. Mm. And he always said, you know, you're, you're good. You're on your way, but you're still young. I was I was 24, 25 when I was taking this guy's class, 
and I had just this young guy stuff getting in the way, the way that I thought I should stand, carry myself, posture, etc. Um, this this force that I would put behind my acting voice, where you know if I pick up the script and it's like, what are you doing? You know, it's just that extra, like, what what? Why are you talking like that? That's not your normal voice. And I asked him about it one day. He's like, it's tough, but as you get older, it just gets easier. Yeah. Well, um, and let, me, let me flip the question to you because, like, you're you're an actor. I am. Yes. And and you're in hospitality, and and I feel like there's a I don't I don't I have friends who are actors. I have, I have friends who are successful actors. I have friends who are struggling actors. Um, but I kind of feel like it's the same energy that you're putting because it's a passion it's, it's no matter how tired you are like you'll tell me that you're leaving work and then you're like yeah i have to prep for this self-tape and i'm like oh what yeah you're gonna put yourself <laughs> on camera at midnight and and do this whole monologue whatever it is i like i don't i have no idea yeah where you get the energy where you get i i don't know so like let me flip that on you it's like same question like, right what, what's how do you balance that you know you know is, is there an ego perspective is there is there things that you're separating like the the young guy stuff how are you shedding that uh, there's there's a little bit of a few different things i think the the young guy stuff the ego stuff has kind of just fallen away i think both in age and experience and and what i've learned and i i mean i could be wrong but i think when i hit record on the camera i think i'm pretty loose and relaxed and there's not much like tension that i'm holding um, but I think there's also a part of that where, you know, I hit record and I did the thing. And if I look weird or if I do it weird, I can always delete that one and try again. So the, the amount of pressure that's on for a self tape is automatically just dropped. Um, the, the energy, you know, it, it's, it's, you, <laughs> it's usually, uh, fake it until you make it type stuff. You know, if I, I've, I've auditioned for a lot of different commercials and, you know, right before fall hit, there were a lot of football, NFL, like Buffalo Wild Wings and this bar and that bar and, you know, wear a football jersey and pretend like you're a fan type of auditions that I did. And I did a bunch of those at two or three in the morning. And, Jesus. you know, it's you know, we want you to look at the TV and imagine that you're quarterback through the ball and you're watching the ball arc in the air and then your receiver catches it and he runs it into the end zone for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm doing the eye thing and then I have to like jump up screaming, but it's three in the morning. I have neighbors <laughs> upstairs, downstairs to the left and right of me. So I just like jump up and it's like, ah, like really <laughs> the, quiet. The quietest. Yeah. And so you'll see me on camera. I'm like, ah, ah, and then I drop it and then I go around and I turn off the camera yeah. and I'm like, Okay, let's do it again. And it's <laughs> and it's just like pushing myself through. And I know I look exhausted mm. because I I'm forced to like go and look at what I look like, and I'm like that guy is tired. But it's due at nine a.m. Mm. I'm it's three in the morning, two thirty three in the morning. I'm not gonna go to bed and then wake up at seven and then record then. So I'm not going to go to bed for three or four hours and then wake up. I'm not waking up. Right. That's At that's the, worse. Yeah. Like it's not happening. I've done that and I've said this audition isn't that important and I've rolled over and gone to bed. And then I've had to make up something for my agent like, oh, 
I didn't see it or uh, <laughs> my tech, I, my phone broke. I don't, you know, I, I don't remember, but, or sometimes I don't say anything. And then, you know, there was one time where a bunch of us didn't submit for the same thing. And we got an email. It's like this guy, this guy, this guy, Justin, this guy, why didn't you submit? And I'm like, well, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's, it's tough. But I had a really bad early on experience out here. I had, I was working with an agent who just didn't get it. And I think I might've told you this to stop me if I did, but I was working with an agent who knew I was a server mm-hmm. and would be like, this was before the pandemic. So all the auditions were still in person. And she said, I need you to be available for an audition in, it was in two days, but she was telling me at night. So it was like 36 hours out. She's like, I need you available for this audition at 1130 AM at this spot. I'm like, I, I have work. I, I I think I was at the steakhouse at this point. Like I, I have a shift that starts at 10 AM. I can't guarantee that I'll be available. I'll try and get it covered. I'll see if anyone out of the goodness of their heart wants to work a Wednesday morning lunch shift, especially that last minute. Right. That's not happening. But I can't guarantee it. And she and she calls me. This was over email. And then she calls me and she's like, what do you mean you can't do it? And I'm like, well, I have a, I have a day job. I have a cert. This is how I pay the bills until I don't need it to pay the bills anymore. She's like, do you want to be an actor or do you want to be a waiter? Oh, and, and I'm like, and, and I was young and I, and I didn't have the confidence to, to like snap back at her for the bullshit that she was saying to this young like 25 year old actor trying to make it and she was sending me out for something i wasn't even right for mm-hmm. um i think the i think the character needed to be able to skateboard well which i i never have been able to do well so that was a non-starter but it was it was just it was such a weird negative experience and i think that kind of steered me away from it for a little bit. It's like, oh, I can't do both. I, I'm incapable of doing both because this person who is in the industry for 20-some years told me that I can't do both. And I'm, and I'm racking my brain. I'm like, well, what do I – there's no job. I can't just go out and get acting jobs. Mm-hmm. That's, it's not that easy. You audition. You can audition 100 times and get zero jobs. And – I worked a gig in early February. I still haven't gotten paid for. So that's another Nate. That's another weird thing about this business is if it's not like Broadway or something similar to that kind of schedule, you're not getting paid every week. You you have to eat. You have to pay yeah, rent. Absolutely. And so that kind of messed me up for a little bit. But then I I made my way back to it, um, and it's it's mostly. I guess to add, answer the question that you asked 10 minutes ago, it's mostly... <laughs> it's our conversation. This, Go, is, bro. This, is, this is desperately what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me, hey, you have an audition due tomorrow at 9 or 10 in the morning for a car commercial that shoots in England, A, that's cool. B, maybe I get to drive that car. Ooh. But C, it's also a decent paycheck and a cool thing on the resume and opens the doors for more stuff and gets me more than uh, a little bit past getting that door open, getting me 
out of the service industry and into entertainment full time. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of those things that kind of going full circle. It's it's, it, it's important to do the things that that feed into your passions. Um, I'm not an actor, but I can relate to your experience of going. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't yeah. matter what I have going on. If if I can find a way to do the thing, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about, you know, the, the, the age old adages of, of, you know, fight, you know, follow your passion. And, and if, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life and all those things. And like, yeah, we like, sure. Like it's, it's a nice thought. Um, but we do have to pay the bills, but I think that it's important to find, you know, a space where you're able to do both, where you're able to go, okay, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing something that I'm not fully in love with like for instance for us like we we are veterans and experts in hospitality uh but we are we are on our way to doing a lot of other things outside of that because we're at a place in our life lives where at least for me it doesn't serve me as much as it used to mm-hmm. and at this point it's it's i've you know i always like to say i've checked off all the boxes I, i've done all the roles and i and i've 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 made all the moves within the business that i want to and that I'm at the point where, all right, great. This this just pays the bills. There's there's no carrot that any anyone can dangle in front of me that that'll make me go, oh my god, this is a new opportunity within the space yeah. because I've done it all and and I know what works for me and I know what doesn't and I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not so good at. So it, it's now opened the doors of possibility to go. Okay, well, where where am can, will my passions lead me? You know, what can I do now that's going to, you know, set me up for future success? That's going to lead me to different relationships. Again, like I said, leaning in, into vulnerability and and kind of pulling from that and and connecting with people on that level and, and kind of seeing like, all right, what is what is it that fuels you, and, and what is it that that lights that fire? And that's something that I I, I really found enjoyment in when connecting with other people. You've checked all your boxes for hospitality, but I know you don't own any businesses. Would no. you ever? Would you ever own a bar or a restaurant or or a thing of that? If you had asked me ten years ago, one thousand percent. That 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 fire is kind of died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of died just because it's it's one of those things that I, like strictly financially. I, I just I've seen how much money gets poured into these things. I would never do it in New York. I'd never do it in New York. Um, there's so much money that that, that gets poured in. Um, if you want it to be successful, you're going to need, you know, several investors. You, you need a lot of money yeah. to do it, especially in New York. Um, and then speaking to the the types of venues that you and I you and I have worked at, and and the places we like to frequent, like there's a specific style of 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 establishment that I would want to curate, that I would want to to make my own, um, and I just don't have the drive for it. Like I like all the all the things that go into to building a business like that, like don't speak to me at all. Yeah. Um, and this is a lot of the things that I kind of come across in my current role and one of the things that kinda like turned me off into turned me off to management in general way back when is is A, the politics of it don't really speak to me. Um uh, you know, the the 
almost like the climbing of the corporate ladder. And obviously when you're an owner, it's a different sense of climbing the ladder. Um, but also just like everything that goes into it, the inventory, the product, the, the care that you have to, to, to put into crafting cocktails and, and what do you want your guest experience to look like? And, and there are only certain things that like really speak to me about hospitality at this point. Um, it's one of the things I'm, I'm leaning into, which is, is more the guest experience. Like that really speaks to me. And, and the role that I like to play currently is, is of support. Like I, I, I don't care to be the name. I don't care to be the face. I don't care to have my name on anything. It's, it's how can I lift up my team? How can I make them feel better about being here? Because I know that everyone that's here has an outside passion that they want to focus on. And how can I, how can I uplift that and fuel that while we're in this space? Yeah. Um, and it's just like every time I come back to the question, people will ask me all the time, you've been in this industry for almost 20 years. Like, don't you want to own your own venue? And I'm just like, just the logistics alone, <laughs> dude. Like, I, it just doesn't speak to me. And, it, yeah. and I would be miserable. I honestly would. Yeah. Like if I had the money to do it and I could be a silent investor, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it just doesn't. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I still I still have ideas of owning a spot one day, but it's you know, the plan never goes according to plan, but mm. my idea has always been, you know, get out of the service industry, do a couple movies, do a couple shows, mm-hmm. get get that cash flow going and then when you are ready to when I'm ready to and when I think it's fun again come back to it and be very good at it because it's it's a muscle I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. go away um, and then do a spot that I think is pretty cool yeah not in New York not in New York probably and, probably back in Michigan and I think that to your point distance Definitely helps. I, yeah. I think the the idea of being able to take a step back and go, okay, I'm going to do all these other things so that when I come back to whatever, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, whatever iteration of hospitality I want to revisit, I'm I'm fresh. Yeah, it's I'm not burnt out. I'm not jaded by whatever my previous experience was because like that's that's how it goes. Like you, you're in hospitality and in in a in a certain space until you're over it. Right. And then you move on. Cause you're like, well, I don't, I don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. Um, and I think that if, if I were to come back and revisit the idea of owning my own place, it would have to be with some distance. Um, and it would have to be on my terms because you and I are both at a space now where it's like, I can't be bothered. Like if it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't speak to me, if I'm, if it's, if, if we're not vibing, I tap out, I tap out. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And I think that's I think that's another thing about just getting older. It's and I mean we're not old. We're in our thirties. We're still very young, yes. but we have hit that point where it's this isn't for me, mm-hmm. and that's and that's fine. It's you don't need. I think I said this the other day. I think you even heard me. We don't need to like everything. We don't need to be. We're not responsible for enjoying all of the things that are that are enjoyed. Yeah, this this went by so quickly. So quickly. We I yeah, but I'm 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 thrilled that you were here. Yeah. Thank I want you, you so I, I want you to finish your thought though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's the Woodford man. I got it. Yeah, I know. This this half a glass 
is hitting like three because it's it's, it's early. eleven in the morning. <laughs> um and you know what's ironic is I rebranded the show as Split in a Bottle Late Night for the relaunch <laughs> and and here we are first thing in the morning. It's nighttime it's, somewhere, it's dude. So the width the we don't even have lights on. This is just natural it's, No, we do have yeah, lights, we do have on, lights but on. It's I, I, I don't remember what my thought was it's okay. after this tangent. That's all right. But it, we can't be bothered. Yeah, we can't be bothered. Yeah. I, I, I've, I had this conversation with this guy at work. Um, I, I was trying to get him out of the service bar area. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but why do you have, you know, all these people are moving this direction. I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I can't control all of those people. And he's like, but you got to admit it's a bad system. Okay. And he's like, you <laughs> cool. don't have an argument. I, I don't. And he's like, because you know I'm right. I can't be bothered with okay. this conversation. <laughs> okay. You still have to go that Like, I'm not going to be like, okay, let's get a throne in the service bar area for you because you, you outmaneuvered me logically. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's, it's like I you mean, win, so I guess you can sit here now. Yeah, great. It's, I, I, don't, I don't have the energy. But on the other side of that coin... If people really vibe, or if I vibe with a table, or if I vibe with a group, I'll mm-hmm. go over the top, bend over backwards. I'll do everything that I can to make sure they have the best experience ever. Yeah. And I think that's still part of me, part of me in this industry. And that's one of the cooler parts of this job is that every once in a while, not always, not even every night, not even every week, you but you do occasionally get a group that's awesome that passes the vibe check i think Mm -hmm. is what the kids are saying these days and (laughs) such an old man i know and then you get to wow them and it's it's a cool feeling to see the wow on their faces and i think that's that and 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 the money, I think, are the only two things keeping yeah. me in this industry right For now. For sure, because I could I could audition and do self tapes while working, uh, corporate business data entry job, mm-hmm. but this yeah. is more fun. It's also you know you know again coming that full circle moment is the connection. Yeah. Right. Because that that at the end of the day, that's what, what we're all searching for. Yeah. I think as we've gotten older and again stripped off that that shell of ego and and that that young young guy stuff, it's I just we really just want connection and and like you said, it, you pass a vibe check even if it's a if it's a one off. If I never see you again, like are we having a good time in the moment that we're interacting in this you know tiny little sliver of time mm-hmm. in, within the grand scheme of things? Yeah, cool, awesome. Like, yeah. that's all. That matters, like, and and at this point, like, that's my focus, just a connection. I think that's a great place to end, <laughs> mostly because we have to. I for could sure. do this. I could do this for three hours. Oh, absolutely, dude! But it's Tim, great connecting with absolutely. you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Uh, you are. I don't know if this will be the first episode that airs, but let the people know this is the first episode that we recorded oh. for this new rebranding. Oh, it's it's going down. Relaunch. I, it's great, and I will definitely be inviting myself back. Oh. Open invitation. I appreciate it. As long as it's not ten in the morning. Right, okay. right, right. Yeah, yeah we gotta, re- we have to re reassess. Yeah. yeah, we fit, we fit this in, and I'm, and I'm thrilled. But let's, let's not <laughs> drink at ten thirty in the morning again. You mean this isn't a good idea? It's not the best. We that, work later. That's unfortunate. My therapist is going to see me a little drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. Like a little drunk. Like I, I didn't finish it. I'm going to, but yeah. I didn't. 
finish it and I've got coffee. I believe in you and I'm yeah. proud of you. Thank, Thank you again. This is a Absolutely. this is awesome. Thank this you. has been so much fun. Absolutely. Thank you again. Of course. All right. Eventually I'm going to cut. We can just yeah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to just